I don't even think anybody except the USGA can consciously set a golf course up so stupid and, like, think that it's okay to just walk away from. I love the U.S. <laughs> Open, though. We'll touch on that now because the U.S. Open is the third major. It's my favorite major because it's so hard. I love it. See, I would have to disagree. I think the U.S. Open, even though I like watching it, um, I think it's it might really be the fourth best major. Most entertaining, I guess I should say. I like uh, I like the Open Championship, honestly. My my favorite majors are probably Augusta well, number up. one let's and the Open up. number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, you go. You're already two okay. Two. So I'm number two, and the number three, I would probably, I think I would probably put the the U.S. Open, but I've heard, um, well, I read a book, um, where this, uh, what's it called? Chasing the Tiger, I think, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, the guy f- <clears throat> who wrote it followed, uh, went to every tour stop for the whole season and wrote. I mean, each chapter is one tour stop, and so he'll like it was when in 2014 so um like he talks about bubba when he talks about augusta he you know he talks about patrick reed um, but when he gets to the u.s open he talks about how a lot of players see it i mean it gets everything about it is just set up like a regular pga tour event and they said it doesn't exactly have that major feel like you know the open does and uh, the Masters does because those really feel those feel a lot different, and you can really tell when you're watching it too. I would agree with that. I mean, the U.S. Open starts and it's more just like a tournament. I right. totally agree with that. To where it kind of just springs up on you. I think a lot of it to do for me is that it's the middle of June, my favorite month by far. So, uh, I mean, in regards to the weather, being able to be out. And then maybe just because it's such a casual watch. I mean, you don't have to be glued to it like you do the other majors. Right. So, yeah, maybe very personally for me, but I totally agree with that, that it does not have the same major feel that um, the basically the Masters and the Open have. I, don't, I right. also think PGA Championship struggles with that a little bit, especially this year. It's going to be awkward. Where are they playing the PGA at this year? Beth Page. Oh shit, Beth Page. We talked about. It. You can cut yeah, that part out. I will. That was a stupid question. Yeah, cut uh, that. All right. So my top four <laughs> for the majors. Probably. So number one has to be the Masters, just because I wait so long from major to major, and now that wait's even gonna be longer. So that would be kind of crazy. But I would go the Masters, U.S. Open, the Open, and the PGA. So wow, I used to go right in order. Sad. Those are my. That's my list. That's your list. All right. Let's get back now. We've touched on that to the Arnold Palmer Invitational, the the ninth major. Gotta so, be the sixth. Uh, sixth major. Sixth major. You yeah. think? The, the, Look out for so that debate. Have, like, players, John Deere Classic. Uh, oh, it would have to be seventh then. Yeah. Seventh. Yeah. Okay. I agree. But, JDC uh, before it all. <laughs> I think JDC would be my number one major, actually. <laughs> but so half. This is interesting, actually. Half of the Arnold Palmer Invitationals over the last ten years have been won by Matt Every and Tiger Woods. Wow. Uh. Matt so Every. just 
Keep an eye on Matt Every this week because Going he's off. been known to just be uh, – this is actually in that same book. There's a chapter about Matt Every, and uh, he does not give a shit unless he's winning. Like he straight up says that. He goes, I, if, you know, I, don't, I don't care on a Sunday when I'm you know, 15 shots back. Like it's not uh, – the only thing he cares about is winning. I think he's just being honest. And yeah. I think that there's – Got to be more guys like him because you need to be so competitive to enjoy golf. Because right. there's no there's no second place, man. I mean, there's right. no good season. It's you win or you don't. And you got to beat an unrealistic amount of golfers anywhere. I mean, it's hard to win any single tournament. Like a lot mm-hmm. has to go well for you, and you have to do everything right for that four days and one shot will cost you. So, I mean, it'll drive people crazy if you don't have that kind of mindset where winning is all that matters. Right. And I, uh, there's a couple guys I want to look at this week. Uh, obviously the big cat, mm-hmm. uh, is always a, a solid pick. You know, this is one of his stomping grounds. And remember last year, this was one of the places he threatened to win. Yes, T5 last year. Duck hooked OB. So, I mean, in reality, he should have been near 12 under at least. But he just full double cross hooked a ball out, and that was kind of it. I mean, he lost all his momentum there. So, I like, I think Tiger would be a a good pick, especially, um, you know, as we're getting closer to, to major season. You know, Augusta's right around the corner. Uh, it's Plus really a week off. Time, right after a week off, and it's it's a little bit of you know it's kind of time to start really focusing towards that. So I think there's going to be a lot of guys uh, that are towards the top of the world that are going to play well this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Rose is back this week after his um, hi- hiatus. He took a month yeah. off. But th- that's dude, that guy can win at, on any golf course. Absolutely. Like his game just sets up for almost every single golf course. He hits it, you know, dead ass straight. Uh, you know, he's one of the best iron players in the world. And if his, you know, if whatever putter he decides to tinker with this week. Um, a, I'd love to touch on Justin Rose putting. All right. Yeah, go ahead. So Justin Rose, career, terrible putter. But 2017, pretty recent, right? He's been playing well. Put the dog I will. All right, bye. Love you. All right, that's my dad. They're both going to work. But so, pretty much historically bad putter. 2017, pretty recent. He's playing better. Still just barely inside the top 200 on tour putting. Strokes gained. 2018... Or no, sorry, 16 and 17, he was just inside 200. 2018, he had a huge year last year, wins the FedEx Cup. He ranked putting, I think, inside the top 20. Let me double-check that. So, either way, but can you guess what change he made to his putting? Uh, flat cat. Doesn't he put the flat cat? I mean, yeah, I think he did for a while, though. Um, no, I don't know. Inform me. He switches to the claw in 2018. 
and is right there at Augusta. I think he won. How many times did he win in 2018? Oh, here I can pull up the 18 stats. All right, plays 18 events, wins twice, second, third, third once. Great, it just jumped on me. But I had it. Okay, here we go. My page reloaded. I'll edit this. But in 2018, strokes gained off the tee, 0 0.551, 0 0.526 approach green, 4.5 around the green, putting 4.2, which put him in strokes gained putting. Wow. All right. I don't know what I was trying to do here. Either way, <laughs> 2018, he switches to the claw. He has 11 top 10s. 11 out of 18 events played. That's he finished inside the top 10. Want to hear World this? number one, too. 15 Let's hear it. out of the 18 top 25. He missed wow. one cut all year. That's impressive. Yeah, has a banner year, and I want to say underrated year since Tiger was back. I think there was a lot of attention drawn towards Tiger. That would have been right on Justin Rose. Because the guy missed one cut. Top 15 out of 18. All because he switches to the claw. He was so 21st on tour. If you saw my Twitter recently, I have switched to the claw. Michael Freed <laughs> convinced me. And then I found this out about Justin Rose. So, 21st on tour in putting last year. First year with the claw. Over his career, he wasn't inside the top 100 for a full season. And all of a sudden, he's 21st. See, maybe Rory should switch to the claw. I I absolutely think Rory should switch to the claw. I think Spieth, it's time for him to switch to the claw. I think anybody who has any sort of yip needs to switch to the claw. Because Justin Rose was left for dead because of his putting. And Rory and Jordan are getting close to the same th thing. So are you, picking, are you picking Justin Rose this week? Is that what I'm hearing? I think Justin Rose wins this week. I like right? it. That's a, that's a good pick. I agree with you. He can win anywhere. He's going to be the world number two coming into the tournament. Because DJ will take it he, today. DJ just became world number one. Because okay. Justin Rose sat this week out. Basically gave it up. But, so, what I noticed yesterday, watching the Honda Classic. Actually, I was re-watching it. One second here, i got to pause this. Hello? Okay, sounds good. Okay. Alright, bye. Love you. Alright, that was just Poovy. Letting me know <laughs> we can go get my new driver. Taylor made might hook me up with an M6 for free. Really? My M2 cracked and it's still under the two year warranty. Oh, I bet, I bet they send you an M3. I'd be cool with an M3. Yeah, those things are nasty. But uh, Saruzzi just cracked his M3 and they sent him an M5. 
So they might wow. not have wow. an M3 in the in the shop. Go send you Saruzis. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> or they advise us just to trade. They're like, why don't you guys just swap? But so I am picking Justin Rose. And yesterday, re-watching the broadcast of the Honda Classic, it was like 2 in the morning, and a thought kind of comes across my head looking at the leaderboard. The guys that were leading at the Honda Classic, if the field were stronger, it would have been a little bit different. But for the most part, the guys that were on the leaderboard aren't guys who typically win birdie blitz tournaments. I mean, they're grinders who play well on courses where par is a great score. I mean, Ricky, that's Ricky's, that's what's really confusing about Ricky in the majors is he plays so well when it's par is a good score. Right. He's a a good uh, bad weather player too. He is. Um, a lot of it is that his putting is so solid that mm-hmm. he's going to be able to save a lot more pars than the rest of the field will. Right. But basically, what I realized are there's four types of players on tour. So first you have guys like, and that's what I'm, I'm really anxious to see Keith Mitchell, to see which kind of player he turns into if this was a fluke. So first off, these four types of players I'm about to say, it's barring all... If a guy has a career week on the greens and he's playing in the PGA Tour, he's going to win. Oh, so yeah. So ex- excluding all outliers of guys have career weeks. Like I would call Rory's putting last year at the Arnold Palmer a career week on the greens. So excluding anything crazy like that, I think there's four types of players. First, we have players like the leaderboard that we saw yesterday. Grinders who will play well when the scores are high. So that's anything I would say under 10 under par for the week is a grinders tournament. So some examples, you got Brooks Kepka, Ricky Fowler, Veej is always solid. Jim Furyk always pops up on the top 10 on these tournaments. Mm-hmm. Because he's so great at managing the course and not making mistakes. Then you got the second type of player. This is, I think Justin Thomas is turning into one of these players. Where they're going to be able to sprint every day, shoot somewhere around 65 for four days, and win the tournament. The heat wave guys. Yeah, the heat, exactly. So they're the guys who are going to go nine under one day, and it's going to set them up. The third kind... Can't do either, but can get close to both. So this is Paul Casey. I see Paul Casey as this kind of player a lot. So he can get up near the leaderboard, but he just can't close. No matter what kind of tournament it is, he always makes a mistake somewhere down the stretch. So uh, a lot of people... I feel like like Kepka, not exactly like Paul Casey, but Kepka could kind of fit into that category too where like... He can kind of, if he needs to grind it out, he hits the ball so well and putts well enough that he can, um, you know, he can manage his way around a golf course. Yep. Or, See, I, I think, mean, I guess more overpower it. I think Kepka's going to emerge as a player who wins the low-scoring tournaments. Mm-hmm. But not, not in the way that, like, Ricky does. Ricky does with strategy. I think Kepka can just hit his driver 
and he doesn't even realize that he's managing the shit out of the course. But he is because he's driving over all the trouble that the rest of the field is having trouble with. Right. But, I mean, he's shown that he just can't win these smaller events where the scores are low, for whatever reason. I'm not sure what it is. He says he struggles to find the intensity in these tournaments, but I think, really, he just isn't ever going to be a player who's going to win tournaments that go to 20 or more under. Right. So, but then the fourth type of player, now this is where I'd put Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose. Um, I'd put Speed there when Speed's playing well. Is that, and Rory, I put Rory here. If they can taste the top of a professional leaderboard, anywhere around the world, they're going to go get it. So these type of guys will win. They're just winners. They're champions. They're the kind of athlete that we don't understand what makes them like this. It's just something. It's the X factor. They can go out and win. Yeah, whatever it takes to get it done. Yeah, exactly. And I think those are the most exciting players to watch. So next time, like Keith Mitchell... I don't. He didn't show me anything that shows he's got that X factor. So if I'm anybody in Keith Mitchell's camp, I'm trying to maybe advise him the rest of the year to play tournaments that look like they're going to play like the Honda Classic did, and just see what he can go do. And I think scheduling is such a big part of the PGA Tour that goes overlooked. But yeah, so that's just a thought I had looking at the Honda Classic and the leaderboard. I like that. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, I knew you would. I was pretty excited. But uh, I do want to mention huge week for the two ball. Two ball putter, best putter ever invented. So Ryan Palmer uses it. Keith Mitchell uses it. Lucas Glover. Vige probably should use it, but instead he long putts. But yeah, all the goats using the two ball. <laughs> you want to know a funny story about Keith Mitchell? Uh, yeah, I'd love to hear a funny story about Keith Mitchell. All right, so this is, then we'll go, we'll really get into the Arnold Palmer. But I picked Justin Rose. Who did you pick? Why don't you get your pick out there? Uh, I didn't, I, oh, I'll, I'll throw a pick out there. Um, I like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys that I would, I would lean towards, but I think one guy who's played well as of late, um, also the defending champion, uh, is Rory McIlroy. I would love to see Rory up towards the top of the leaderboard. And I really think this leaderboard is going to be stacked by the end of the week. Like, I think, I think it'll be I great. think because everybody seems to be rounding into form. DJ's won recently. Ricky Fowler's been up towards the top uh, recently. Tiger's been playing okay. But this is also a place where he's won eight times. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it eight or ten or – Eight, yeah, 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 eight, which is absurd. Um, And then even like Henrik Stenson, who's really dropped uh, last couple years in the world rankings. But I think injuries have done that to the guy. Yeah, but I, I think uh, there's a lot of a lot of really good. Jason Day has played well at this course always. Mm -hmm. Um, was one here before. You know, I, I think that. Uh, there's a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys to look at, and I think it's going to be a, a good 
a good Arnold Palmer week. I'm looking forward to it. But I would exactly. I'm gonna my actual my actual pick is gonna be Rory McIlroy. You really can't go wrong there. Rory has top four or top five in his last four events. Or top ten, sorry. Might have been top five. Let me check out his profile. But basically Rory is kind of flying under the radar just because of how amazing of a golfer he is. He's having a what would be a career year for anybody else. Start to the year. I mean, four out of five top ten. That's how you want to start your first five. Right. And especially second place at the WGC, but five strokes clear of the rest of the field. That'll be forgotten in a couple weeks, but I mean, I won't forget that he dusted the whole field, except for DJ. <laughs> oh, that's, and that's awesome. I mean, we saw that. DJ had a career week on the greens, and you're just not going to touch him. You're not going to touch a guy as good as Dustin Johnson. No, when he's, when he's sprinting, he's sprinting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The for only... Sure. I think Rory is the only one who could have beaten him, but I think Rory has to be having the same kind of week on the greens. But, so, I think you're right about the Arnold Palmer. It's going to be really good. I think a nice side effect of the new scheduling is that with the players coming up earlier, it gets people to start trying to peak a little bit earlier and for a little bit longer. And I love it. I mean, the Arnold Palmer used to be, like last year, the feeling it kind of had to me was guys who wanted to get into form for Augusta were starting the Arnold Palmer. Right. But now it's like guys want to start peaking this week so that they can play well in the players, which is great. I think it's a really nice side effect. But that's all I got for the Arnold Palmer. Should be a lot of fun. What about you? You good on that? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's all I gotta talk about. Alright, I do wanna let I I gotta let you know about this Keith Mitchell story. So you probably read the article. It happened last year, because I think Keith's a rookie on tour. He so I'm watching the web.com, the last event of the regular season, right? Mm-hmm. And Keith Mitchell is playing the last hole of their regular season event was a par five. So they told Keith Mitchell that he has to birdie this hole to be inside the top 25 and earn his tour card, right? Without right. playing the web.com finals, without having to play well. And he, uh, so he goes for it in two. And all he needed was a par. But his caddy tells him, someone told his caddy, and his caddy tells him he needs to birdie. So he goes for the green in two, gets in this terrible spot around the green, doesn't get it on the green with his first chip. So he double chips it, um, doesn't make his par, does it, and has to qualify through the finals. But they interviewed him right after and told him that his caddy told him the wrong information. That So, like, he found out on camera during his oh interview. Oh, my God. And basically, he was heated and had to, like, hold it in. Oh, my God. 
I can just see it in my head. Him just boil. It was insane. Anger. I can't believe that they were just talking and like no one relayed to his caddy. Because that's, that's kind of something I found ridiculous that they didn't have posted like on the 18th tee box anyways. Like a right. big leaderboard or something. Something to let these guys know if they need to go for the green or not. But yeah, so that's my Keith Mitchell story. So I'm pretty happy to see him make that clutch putt, even though he might have ruined one of the best playoffs in golf. We'll never know. <laughs> oh my god, that putt was just poured it in the middle too. Oh my god, dead nails. Poured it in. This, that was a good I mean, piece of golf by Keith Mitchell for sure. Yeah, you gotta love it. And I mean, we complain now, but Keith Mitchell might show he has the X factor. I don't know, man. He might go off, he to might. win in a bunch of tournaments, and then we'll be like, yeah, that was such a sick putt. But I'll remind everybody that they hated that putt. I will. Yeah, and I don't know if I can root for a guy named Keith, let's be honest. I don't know. I watched his uh, <laughs> I watched his Inside the PGA Tour. Pretty cool guy. And it's like, what up, yeah. Keith? Georgia boy. Yeah, big Georgia boy. He was uh, no, this... But- at this time, he was living in a house with a couple other guys who were irrelevant on tour. So, it was pretty fun to watch. He, They, like, asked him what they do in an average day. He's like, well, we normally go to the gym, eat some breakfast, and they, like, followed him. And then they had this really short scene. He's like, yeah, now we just play golf for 10 hours. Because, like, you're on the web. I mean, those guys are grinders. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty, like, the people... Filming this seemed to be shocked that the guy trying to crack the PGA Tour only played golf all day. That's what he does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what did you expect? So that was an awesome moment. Keith Mitchell, pretty cool guy. um, But unless he backs this up with a flurry of wins, I'm kind of (laughs) pissed. Well, Hurley, I think that's it for me the whole podcast. Yeah, I I think I'm good too. That was a good pod. Dude. Yeah, solid pod. Um, solid pod. If you got, nice pod. <laughs> if you got more time this week, bro, we'll maybe do a little a feature episode. Oh, a little emergency pod. Yeah, a little emergency pod. All right. So this has nothing to do with anything that we talked about, but I like that. Jordan Spieth is Jordan Spieth is currently ranked number twenty four in the world. No, he's not. Is that true? Absolutely. 100%. I'm very surprised, but yeah, 24. I hope our listeners don't make it this far because they'll get depressed. That's the (laughs) saddest thing I've heard. His finishes this year in 2019 are miscut T35, T45, T51, T54. Steadily getting worse as the year goes on. Somewhere, Smiley Kaufman just unlocked his dungeon. He (laughs) sent Jordan a text. He said, hey, bro, I got a spot for you, but here I come. Smiley is ranked 851st. That's going to be the saddest spring break there's ever been. (laughs) JT blew a lead this year. Ricky's going to be like, guys, let's celebrate. And they're going to be just sobbing. Smiley Kaufman's also m- missed 55 
cuts out of 101 possible attempts. It's not good. It's not even 50%. It's not, it's not good. That's <laughs> not good. Uh. He, he does have two wins on the PGA Tour. Shout out Smiley. God. Oh. Ricky has to find they, new friends. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all their bad golf is rubbing off on him. You think Ricky's taking applications right now? Or he's like, <laughs> I bet Ricky was like playing, like they're just kind of warming up on the range. He goes, hey, DJ, bro, you trying to go on spring break this year? And Dustin Johnson <laughs> looks over bro. and goes, what the fuck did you just say to me, Ricky? <laughs> It's like ten years older than him. He's got kids. He's he's sending out mess invites. Everybody's getting invited except for those guys. He just sends like, it. Brooks is like, bro, Ricky, I'm just lifting all break. You wanna you wanna come to the gym? And Rick's like, absolutely not. What I want to do. It's like how uh, Arnold Palmer used to send out letters to everybody who wins on the PGA Tour. <laughs> yeah. They just get a letter from Ricky Fowler that says, hey, you want to go on spring break? My friends don't win enough. But he wants to keep it anonymous, so he uh, he forwards the return address to the Puma guys. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, did I get any mail? I get any mail this week? No, nah, Rick. Nobody, nobody sent back yet. <laughs> and he signed it like Richard Fowler. So it, people won't put that together. Richard hey, Flower. Hey, Ricky, we'll go on spring break with you. Me yeah, if you're out there like... listening, we'll go uh, to the Bahamas. I've never been there before, but we're going to need some help paying for it. So Yeah, Hurley and I were going to go to the us. Bahamas. <laughs> you got so if you want to tag along and cover the whole thing, we're in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have enough Snapchat followers, I don't think. Yeah, he's going to have to do all the stories and everything. Could you imagine? You just hop on Ricky Fowler's Snapchat and see these random <laughs> guys. Oh, what's up, guys? He's got nicknames for us. He like they're not even our <laughs> names. Rick just makes up ones that he likes. He calls me Jordan. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. <laughs> All right, Ricky, you just tell me when to pack the bag. You know when it's yep. packed. You, you just tell us yep. when we'll be ready. Yeah. We'll even drive as we'll we'll drive to Jupiter and then we'll see uh we'll see it we'll catch a flight then. Yeah, eight one five four four one six eight one four. That's my phone number. Please text me. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Alright, well Hurley. We'll see you, bro. That was a good pod. Yeah, dude. Good pod. Good pod, man.